We're the Cullies, and we decided to sell everything and move on to a boat. Are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say that. All right. Well, for now, we're going to drop anchor, make ourselves comfortable, and tell you a story. This is episode 11 of the Drop Anchor podcast. The Sea Trial. Hey everybody, this is Josh. This is Kendra. And Josh is back. Woohoo! <laughs> Wait, where was I? <laughs> I don't know, where were you? Yes, kind of so an empty shell last week. <laughs> I have <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. Um yeah, so I'm pretty far removed from all the meds. Uh a little bit more in pain than I was last week. I mean, just it's it's more of a nuisance, uh, this ankle surgery that I had, but my head you, is no longer in a fog. But you're also walking around more than you should. That's probably the pain. Yeah, that might be related. I, I've been told I'm not a very good patient. I have pictures. He tried to make a <laughs> shoe out of cardboard. Did you post that? Uh, I took a picture of it. Uh, I sent it to my family. We all had a good laugh at you. All right. Well, then maybe the rest of the audience will see that. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> if you want them to. It's so funny. we are back, ready to go, full of energy. We've got our coffee. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about this week? Well, um, I thought we were going to... Talk about what I was doing while you were in a stupor. Well, if, <laughs> then this is going to be probably mostly you talking again, because I don't know what you were doing. What I mean, I know. Sorry, but... I cleared my throat. <laughs> That's okay. While you're talking. Okay. Um, what I was doing this week. Um, well, everybody that's asked me, they're like, hey. Well, first of all, and they're like, are you living on your boat? Everybody I see. Yeah, I get that a lot too. And then I have to say, well, no, it's so much work. It's so much work. Like, I just want to live on the boat. But what's so much work? Getting on the boat. Mm. Um, so I've been, I'm the sole driver in the house while you're laid up. And I spend all my time driving between Goodwill, the storage unit, and the boathouse. And then back home again. And then back home <laughs> again to do that all over again. And when I come home, I make piles. And then I've had the girls help me. Like, this pile is... We're going to let someone else find a treasure in that. And the next pile is they can't live without it, but it doesn't need to be on the boat. Okay. So therefore the storage unit or something like, no, mom, I need that every day. You know what's nice is I know, well, I don't know because I wasn't going on all these trips with you. I haven't been to the Goodwill at all. Um, but I feel like, and you have to correct me if I'm wrong, you've not made a bunch of trips to the storage unit. It's not like we're loading it full no. of our stuff. No. <laughs> In fact, it's mostly Goodwill. The guy yeah. knows me. I'm like, I'm not done. <laughs> I'll be back. Um, the best trip was I took a couple. So I had 10 Christmas bins. You had a problem. That's mean. <laughs> um so 10 christmas bins you know like you're 10 picturing like christmas these, bins so if you go into like walmart or whatever you see the bins and during holidays they put them out because i think they know people are going to put their stuff away and they usually put out colors and so i also like to color coordinate so my christmas <laughs> was in either red or green my fall was in either orange or like a fall green i have yeah, like yeah. two greens <laughs> um and i had 10 christmas and like Six fall, five? I don't know. I lost count. Um, I am so happy. How many Christmas, <laughs> Christmas bins do you have I only have one left? Easter, which right, I haven't right. taken that yet. Um, so then I thought I'd start taking bins. To the storage, or to Goodwill. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, and I take out the bin and I look at the guy. I'm like, do you guys take Christmas? I mean, this was in July. I started doing that. And it's August too. But, and he's like, yeah, we take all the seasons. And so I, I open the bin. I'm like, here's the thing. The bin is worth more money to me because I'm <laughs> trying to put things back in them that are keeping. So can I empty the bin somewhere of all this Christmas and, um, and fall and all that? So that's been good. I've gotten rid of a lot um, by taking it there. But the best part was this guy, like, I think we had this giant spider from your uh, office in California that we've just been... This decorative spider, like, yeah. I'd for hang Halloween. It and, I mean, he took that thing. I saw him, like, put it to the side. So as I've been taking stuff, I've noticed, like... He's stashing things for himself. <laughs> like, he'll help me empty it into, like, this big wheel cart thing. And then he'll grab a few things. And he just, like, disappears for a minute and comes back. <laughs> and a lot of them is, like, the giant spider. Um <laughs> he didn't take any of my knickknacks. How many Christmas bins are you down to now? I think I have two left to take. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. To take, like to take over there? Or how, how many Christmas bins are oh, we going to have as, as a family by the time you're done? So this is how I explained it to everybody. So I took one bin and I laid it in front of all my bins. So I opened all my bins. Um, and I went through the bins and I took anything that was passed down to me, like sentimental stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, or something that the girls feel like it means Christmas when I take that out. And I put everything into one bin from all the bins. So I Okay. I have one bin. We're down to one Christmas bin. It was the extra large bin. <laughs> <laughs> it's still one. <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> Going from great. like 20 to 1. I mean... You went from 10 to 1. No, like 20 overall or whatever. I had... 10 was just Christmas. Wait a minute. You you Between, have one bin uh, for, for all everything. the seasons? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I'm impressed. Yeah. No, I opened all my seasons. I thought we were going to have one <laughs> extra large bin for Christmas, no. one extra large bin for fall. No. no. I okay. gave myself one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Good on you. I had no idea. Yeah. So I feel like I kind of went through an emotional roller coaster going through all this, though. Yeah. It was one thing to get rid of the big stuff and empty our house. It's been another thing to go through. Um, I don't know. Like, I was going to name this podcast Trash or Treasure. Um, just trying to figure out, like, because hmm. I feel really bad throwing away stuff. Um, I feel like I'm just filling the landfills. And... Not only am I going through our stuff, but I'm also going through the guy's stuff at the boathouse. Um, I'm going through his things and looking at things that he made. Like I showed him to you. Like I, Josh hobbled to the boathouse with me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> mostly because some of it is things that I don't know about. Like it's tools or yeah, whatever. Right, right. Some of those things and, I have to identify and go, nope, we're going to want to keep Right. That. I'm like, do we keep this? What is this? And then we'll look at something that he made. Like, <laughs> like, why are you looking at me? You no, I don't, I don't remember like what kind of things. Um, <clears throat> Like things on ropes or uh, like ways that he kept his tools that were like, what is that? Just throw that away. 
do you know what I'm talking about? You're looking at me funny. No, like I know that we got rid of a bunch of old like flimsy plastic bins because cheap plastic stuff isn't worth keeping. And if we were able to consolidate a lot of the things, I mean, this stuff wasn't super organized in the in the boathouse that you know, we, we dumped right. a lot of plastic bins. But I'm trying to think <laughs> of something that was made that I mean, he made a set of steps that we had to disassemble. Yeah. And like things out of PVC pipe or like I feel like he comes from like that generation that came up with ways to make things and we don't do that anymore. I don't know. And then I feel guilty throwing away something that he spent time coming up with like a system that we're like, we're not going to do this. I see. Yeah. And so (laughs) I was talking to a friend of mine and just telling her how like it's kind of stressed me out. Um, I don't want to be a hoarder. (laughs) I don't want to keep all the things. And I kind of, not that I became a hoarder, but if I go back and we first got married, we had nothing, right? When you get married, everybody, like if you're married young, at least like empty apartment or whatever that you're trying to fill. I went from my mom's house to your house, my parents, (laughs) and we had nothing. We had no furniture. I mean, literally, I think the couch you had you're like someone was throwing this away and i'm like oh great that's <laughs> that's awesome hey, it was <laughs> no, great it, we had a couch i mean that i'm just trying to get to where we were and we didn't have a lot of money we spent every weekend yard sailing for like five years or ten years of our marriage until yeah. like we accumulated a lot of stuff well then we start moving a lot and now we've got to get a big u-haul and i spend a month packing because <laughs> we have that much stuff right um, but I felt like I had to have everything on the walls and I have to make this thing feel like a home. We have kids and I have to have all these things to make it feel like a home. And part of this process of living on a boat has been peeling that back. Like I don't need all the things. Yeah. I actually, when you first, when we, when we first decided, yeah, let's do this, let's get on a boat. Like I knew right away that we wouldn't be able to keep everything. And for me, part of like I knew that I'd have to let go a lot of my like big tools and my big, you know, engine hoists and all that stuff. <laughs> right. that, that doesn't really work. Uh, so I was really excited about the idea of us downsizing. Uh, it was like this terrifying excitement for me because we spent years accumulating it. My parents come from, I guess you'd call it kind of like being raised by immigrant farmers. So most of my grandparents um, either were brought as children from Germany. They were all pretty close immigrants, like on the line of like when we came into the U.S. Okay. And three of my four grandparents were like, you know, German immigrants. So, um, you know, they came into the U.S. with nothing and kept everything. So I was really close to my grandma um, on my mom's side, uh, my grandma Ada, and she kept everything. She turned everything, like, for example, we would go camping when I was a kid. This is where I fell in love with boats. We hmm. grew up um, every summer going to Sealy Lake in Montana. My grandparents had a boat. I just, that's, those are my best memories, like being on the water. And my grandma would, throughout the year, like if she went to McDonald's and got a coffee, which she loved McDonald's coffee, she'd save the cup. She'd bring it home. Wash the, it. The McDonald's styrofoam cup? Yeah, like back then they were even kind of like a styrofoamy um cup. I'm going to interrupt you for just one second because that completely throws off what I thought you were going to say. I was picturing, <laughs> you know, like like imagine back in ancient times when like your great granddad had like the the great battle axe and he passed oh. it down and oh, he passed right. it down. Like, and now I've got this 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 really like some great, hammer thing? 
or okay. well, no, like battle axe. I'm thinking like warriors. What, but, what is but, that? No, listen, I don't know what a battle axe is. <laughs> listen, the idea was like it was made during a time where things were made solid and oh, strong right. and could be passed down. And you're talking about your grandma keeping styrofoam cups from McDonald's? I don't think I have anything passed down that's strong or that's <laughs> like 200 years old. I don't have anything like that. Maybe they came to America with nothing and then in a, I don't know, in a time where styrofoam became a thing. Oh, wow. Like we don't have as much styrofoam, I guess now, as we did then, right? Like when we well, were yeah, kids. Yeah, restaurants don't really do it anymore. When we were kids, there was a lot of styrofoam. Um, so... A couple things that she did, <clears throat> a couple things that she did that make it my childhood is, so the things that she saved through the year for our camping trip were cups from restaurants. So if you ask for a drink from my grandma, she might give you a McDonald's cup, a Hardee's cup, a Burger King cup. Those were her like <laughs> coffee. Well, these are okay for the kids kind of thing? No, those were her coffee places that she got coffee from back oh, then. Oh, I see. I see. And so she saved those cups, and that's the cup you got if you asked for a drink. <laughs> okay. In her, like, while we're camping. And not at her house. At her house, she had lots of things, but this is camping. And then, you know the um, styrofoam that meat comes on? Like, if you get ground beef, that's that. We call that. Like the tray? Like is the... that styrofoam? I think so. This is the grossest. Like, don't judge. <laughs> she would save those, like, clean them off. And those were the plates. <laughs> In her camper. You. I know. <laughs> but I don't know how sanitary that is or not. Like I don't know how styrofoam cleans. Like, can you clean it? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so those were plates, and not all her plates, but maybe like the kid plates because I got them. I'd get like my meal on a styrofoam plate with a McDonald's cup. But not a plate, like a ground beef meat tray. Right. That was my, as, I guess you can't see my quotes, my plate. Your air quotes. My air quote plate. Um, <laughs> and then the last thing was she liked to have like the good drinking water, you know, not out of the camper faucets. Okay. And like so, bottled water? Well, I mean, she, I guess back then you guys, like bottled water wasn't a big yeah, thing. You, I guess it wasn't, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No. Like, you didn't do bottled water? No, not really. So... Let's say she had then other plastic containers. So okay. if she bought orange juice in back then, like I can picture it was like this big, huge, like uh, orange jug okay. of orange juice. And it's in a plastic container. When that was, we were done drinking it, she'd rinse it out, fill it with the good RO water. That's what she always called it. I don't and know. Like the reverse osmosis but that, water she's system. She's like, I'm going to fill that with good RO water. And then... She'd freeze it. She had this huge freezer in her garage. And then while we were camping, that would like thaw. And then that's the water you got. But she got pretty re resourceful. Sometimes it was a ketchup bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, my gosh. So and it would taste like ketchup, I'm sure. It would. So it would take on the, the water, would take on the flavor. So here I am sitting in my grandma's camper. And I would get my breakfast on a meat tray and my either orange juice or ketchup tasting water in a McDonald's cup. But like oh, the she, good old days. But she kept that stuff out of the landfills. I mean yeah. for longer. I mean eventually it <laughs> you can't keep using that stuff. So then there was just this part of me like I'm thinking back on this and I felt guilty this week. Filling my garbage bags. Yeah. yeah. And just thinking like I came from just two generations ago of keeping everything. Because that's just what you did. Um, 
you know, and I feel like I think people say I'm um, millennial. I, I don't know so. if I am I or if I'm to that. at the beginning. Um, but I, it makes me think of my kids, our kids, and they're not going to know any of that. I mean, nobody does what my grandma did, you know, and my mom doesn't. Their grandma doesn't. You know, hoarders exist today. Not nobody. You well, mean in our family. Yeah. No, I guess I mean that our kids' generation is just going to think like everything is disposable. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right? Yeah. There's a lot less like you keep it or you try to make this thing then work for another thing. And you have a big house and a garage that you recycle like something to turn it into something else. I don't know. Yeah. Well, to be fair, a lot of today's stuff is cheap plastic, right? I mean, but then we're just throwing it away into the landfills, I guess, is all I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what I was going to say was the other side of it is we live in an age where if if I needed something cheap plastic, I could just make it. Like, I've got a 3D printer. I can print something. Yeah, what are you going to do with those things you made? Well, like, I made, no, I made new knobs for my saw. Like, like Oh, okay. Like, actual that functional. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, I mean, from a the world we live in kind of perspective, and it's not all bad. No, it's just got me thinking. I mean, yeah. when I take stuff to Goodwill, even, I'm like, do they keep all this? What does the person that gets this do? I mean, it's just so many <laughs> trinkets that we have. And we have yeah. stores that are full of trinkets. And I'm not saying that having them is bad. We it's... just don't have room for them. <laughs> well, we do right now in this big, giant, empty room we're sitting in. Yeah. We're still in our house and it's empty and you could fill it with that stuff. I'm just, I don't know. I think my dad said he thinks I'm going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> and like that like age where you're rethinking things and and maybe I am. I don't know. Well. It's been a stressful week. <laughs> I would say that of all the kinds of things people do in a midlife crisis, this is not one to complain about. Like, right. I didn't go buy a red Ferrari. Right. Is that a right. midlife crisis? And then chase a young boy. Stereotype. The, if we're going to run through that. All right. Instead, I just am donating all my things. <laughs> you know, so downsizing, living a simpler life, choosing to spend our resources on time rather than stuff. Yeah. No, I, th- I think this is all good. It is. It's just... Yeah, it's kind of a mind trip. It is. Yeah. I mean, you're, I'm trying to like flip something, you know, like how we've been thinking. And... It's been it's been a little emotional for me too. There's a couple of tools that I sold that represented something to me. Like this is my first whatever, you know, like I sold the my engine hoist, for example. I brought that up. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I made you do that. <laughs> and, well, <laughs> you didn't make me do it. Well, I went it into just the wasn't... garage and I'm like, this is huge. What is this thing? Yeah. Um, I still want to keep wrenching on a car. And so the compromise is, uh, well, I've got buddies who own engine hoists and garages. And so if I want to take the car over there to work on it, I can. And I mean, that's kind of how we hang out anyway. So that works out. But it was like, I I watched this guy drive off with my first engine hoist. I'm sorry. We uh, didn't talk about that. That's okay. It was just a little weird. Yeah. But I think that letting go of things to live simply is, I mean, if it was easy, everyone would do it. And it's a little hard. I mean, we're not, we still have a storage unit. It's a very small storage unit. When I open that door, I'm like, this is great though. This is our whole life. It's in this like little space and we're not tied down and. Well, to be fair, it's a little space and it fits a car. Well, no, I'm taking, up, in it. <laughs> I'm taking up the half that's not with your car. So it feels like a little space. <laughs> All right. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which then got me thinking more this week about <laughs> getting up and going and wanting to be more free than I feel like we're going to be. That made you not happy with me. <laughs> Wait, what? What are you talking about? Like the whole like, how far can this boat go? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> I joked around last week that, uh, you know, we decided on a boat, but you're still looking at boats. And then and between then and now, not only were you looking at boats, you were looking at sailboats. Because everybody, okay, we're going to get to the sea <laughs> trial. That is part of this podcast uh-huh. uh, and our week. But like everyone is like, oh, well, this boat only goes this far or um, it's going to cost this much in fuel. So I just said to you, what kind of boat can I get? Like, is reasonable to take to Mexico. <laughs> How far can I go? And here's the thing. For anyone that uh, doesn't know Kendra really well, today it is how far, or what would it take to get a boat to Mexico? And then we'll do that. And then it'll be, but how do I get to Hawaii? Oh, and then yeah. it'll be, how do I get to... I'm not stopping at Mexico. <laughs> no, we're... I just throw Mexico out because it's on the coast and I figure I can get you that hey, everybody. far. Hey, everybody. In the end, it's going to be, how do I get a boat that goes to space? Because I really want to go to the moon. <laughs> I've never it been to never the moon. It will never end. But, like, can we cross the Atlantic? So, okay. <laughs> Moving on. I'm just saying, I don't like feeling like I'm stuck ever. Wait a minute. Why would you say Atlantic? We're on the other side of the planet. Yep, I know. Pacific. Nope. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know my map. I know what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm hoping that you're just going in blindly. <laughs> I'm the captain. I can't go in blindly, goof. All right. But I'm the navigator. Okay. So, all that being said, you had your little let's look at sailboats uh, thing for a little bit. Where are you at now with that? Um, well, last night we went to the boathouse again. Um, we're preparing our boat to be sold. So I was taking stuff off of it and cleaning it. And while I was doing that, the girls were up in the boathouse loft and playing games. Yeah. For at least, what, two? Yeah, categories. Three hours. Uh, they were playing pit. They were playing they unstable went, unicorns. They went from I mean, game to game <laughs> to game. No fighting. No phones. No phones. Yeah, yeah. well, we kind of took away phones. That's why they had no phones. We decided to take a break. They needed a break. Um, so nobody has a phone right now. But um, so they're up there and I thought, okay, maybe it's not time for a sailboat yet. Thank you. It doesn't mean I'm not going to stop thinking about it. And looking them up online. And maybe once the kids are gone telling you, we're going to go all the way around and somehow hit, you know, the Bahamas. Because okay. can't you go through, like, Panama? Yeah. See? I mean, okay. That podcast you episode hopefully is years and years and years down the road. <laughs> you're the one who's always like, I want to be a pirate. What pirate stays in the sound? All right. Fair. Fair. <laughs> I don't know how many pirates have three kids in tow just hanging I out just on the boat said, with them. I said, maybe it's not the right time. Right, right. Because the boathouse will give the kids a lot more room to stretch their legs and get off the boat be out of the rain yeah um still kind of separate because five basically five adults is a lot to have in one space Mm -hmm. that's what i've been saying and 
It's no secret. You all know we have girls. I'm just going to throw it out there. We have quite a few hormones <laughs> in our house. So giving the kid an option to get off the boat and... I'm glad you said that and I didn't say that. Yeah, I figured it would be better coming from me. And when the girls listen, depending on who's hormonal. <laughs> who's in what mood, right, right. <laughs> they might be offended. <laughs> but it is true. At the end of the day, <laughs> there's a lot of hormones in our house. Soon to be boat. Small space. Yep. <laughs> and with a sailboat, everyone's trapped inside versus... I looked at a big sailboat. I didn't look at a small one. Okay. I like the water. Sailboats are closer. I can like touch the water. We can just jump off the boat at any time and touch the water. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what we did. Is that our segue? <laughs> I think so. You know, actually, before we go into it, I, I do want to make a quick mention. Uh, last week, I posted on Facebook in a group uh, of for, for a group of boaters. It was it's the Trawler Living and Cruising group. So if any one of you are listening and you're from that, uh, say hi, make a mention. Um, you know, it's, it's neat to me to be a part of that group and then to have those, some of those folks listening in, uh, partly because, uh, boaters, I mean, boaters that are online anyway, uh, in the trawler group tend to be very, very serious. Like sometimes the comments go in and like right away, a bunch of these uh, very serious boaters are like, no, 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 you can't do it that way. It's gotta be like this. I'm not on there. (laughs) And if they, uh, if they listen to our show, I can't imagine just how much their blood is boiling (laughs) just because of all the goofy, you know, misadventures we've had. So if they, if any of them have stuck around and listened, thank you so much. This is a lot of fun and we're always looking for tips. And we're learning. We absolutely are learning. Like, we've only been boaters now two years. Right. So. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyhow, if, uh, just a quick shout out to that group. Or huh? if there's anyone, because we've been kind of debating this, which I'm trying, I find people who live on boats and I try to follow them to see like, are, well, this week it was, are they on a sailboat or a trawler? Um, and here's what I'm finding. I'm only finding people who are younger than us, <laughs> who either don't have kids or maybe have like one kid, or and, and the kids are young typically. Or you right? have there's someone who has three kids, but they're young, so they're not like I. That's why I say we're five adults basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, if there's anyone out there <laughs> <laughs> that's who, listening, who either in the past lived with this many people on a boat, currently live, like throw some stuff out there because I am just like, is this enough space? Like, are we? <laughs> oh yeah, and the other the other people that are doing live aboard are. Instead of being young and not having kids, they're much older and the kids are all grown. Right. Yeah, and so we're in this. I feel like crazy we're in this like. <laughs> nobody else is doing this. It makes me want to question us, but I don't want to question us because I feel like this is what we're supposed to do. Like, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but I also feel like teenagers are worse than babies in yes. a way. And so. Yes, yes they are. <laughs> <laughs> so are we crazy? Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> That's okay. All right, moving right along. Now the segue. Now the segue into <laughs> uh, the sea trial. Bear with us. We're not great at the transitions, I guess. That's okay. Yeah. So another two and a half, three hour drive up uh, to Anacortes. But the problem is the survey and sea trial is supposed to start at nine o'clock. So if you normally do your math, you just go, okay, you know, 30 minus 30, it started, okay, drive, start driving at six o'clock. But right. between us and Anacortes is Tacoma and Seattle, Seattle and Bothell. Rush hour traffic. And morning rush hour traffic. So 
I didn't want to have to get up at like three, four, <laughs> three or four in the morning. So I said, let's get a hotel and spend the night. So um, Hayden had sailing Wednesday night and so until 830. So we couldn't drive up until Wednesday night. And it poured and I had to drive. That wasn't fun. The rain was coming down in sheets. I love Washington, but when it is like ugh, coming down like that, I was white knuckled driving. And my whole family, again, car of like a- adults, they're all telling me how to drive. <laughs> like your hands should be at not, what is it? 10 and 3 or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Like, however I was taught to drive and now our daughter's like, you can't put your hands there. Put your hands another way. Relax. Quit tailgating the car in front of you. I wasn't. I know. <laughs> uh, it was a stressful drive. But we, we got, got <laughs> we, we were able to wake up and only be, you know, five minutes from the boat. And so we could have breakfast and be more relaxed. Yeah. So we got a hotel. Sea trial started at nine. Yep. So we got the family out there. And uh, this is our first time seeing the boat actually in the water. Yeah. Um, we've, we've. We made an offer on a boat, not in the water. While it was in the air, right. So, I mean, the pictures that were on, that we posted online of the boat in the water, those are previous owner pictures and uh, like the sales, uh, well, the sales brochure for pictures. But for pic- us, it was the first time us seeing the boat in the water personally. Except for the sea trial boat. That is you guys in the boat. No, no, no. I'm talking about older pictures. So. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we'd posted pictures before that. So we got on the boat and um, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, met with the, we had a mechanic. Yeah, there's a diesel mechanic on board, the marine surveyor on board, and uh, the yeah. one of the sales folks that was on board as well. And um, we had to wait like an hour while they made sure, you know, they were checking all the the engine. Fluids and, and all that. Yeah. yeah. And so, but I, usually the girls get kind of antsy waiting for something, but they just sat and chatted on the boat. It was gorgeous. The weather it was, was a really nice day. Perfect. It was cool but sunny. And then um, they actually went up onto the flybridge and just started singing. So they sang for like a half an hour. <laughs> they like to sing. Yeah, I, I live in a musical. Uh, every now and then, uh, they just they just break out. One one of them start humming, and mm-hmm. you know just something. And then yeah. within seconds, all three of them are singing and harmonizing. And it's uh, it's kind of cool. It's kind of obnoxious sometimes, uh, but it's. Uh, that's pretty, I guess. Until Charlie makes some kind of like does something where it's not as serious, and then the other two get mad because they're super serious. True, she'll deharmonize on yeah, purpose. On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a singer, so I don't know how they do what they do. So I like listening to it. Yeah, but yes, having them happy on any boat uh, it always makes me smile. Like have them not be complaining and griping about everything. Yeah. Um, well, and then they don't have phones. We took away the phones before we left. Right. Right. That makes such a big difference. Yeah. If you've got teenagers, take away the phone for a couple days. Seriously. It takes, it's like taking like an addiction away. And so they're kind of mad at you for a couple hours because they're like, oh, I just realized I don't, I'm not holding my phone. But then they turn into this human that. No, that's all you need to say. They turn back into a human. Right. But like that you remember (laughs) and you look at them and you're like, oh, there's my child that I love. Instead of looking at a screen. Right. It's hard raising kids today. I don't know. We didn't have phones when we were kids. It wasn't something parents took away. So after the surveyor and the diesel mechanic finished wrenching on things, uh, it was time to take the boat out. Take it out for a spin. So Untie and take her out. 
Yeah. And uh, Kendra and I have taken our boat out tons and uh, we're very comfortable with it. But of course, when you're doing a sea trial, the the salesman has to be the one who does it. And yeah. I, it, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I, it was a little annoying to me just because if, you know, like if you go test drive a car, it's not like they're going to back it out of the, the lot yeah. for you. I felt weird not untying it. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> right. doing so used my to being job. The first mate, like, right? I felt like I was on someone else's boat. Yes. Um, but, um, I think that in this case, what they were doing between the salesman and the diesel mechanic is as they were starting the engines up and then taking the boat out, you know, they were logging a lot of numbers, making sure everything, the the temperatures are correct. The oil pressure is correct and all that. Um, so I, I guess that's fine, but we went out in the waters and, uh, after them testing the boat at different RPMs, the, uh, the salesman handed the, the helm over to me and, uh, I got to take this boat out. Yeah. This boat is a lot different than our boat uh, in, in a couple <laughs> different ways. Namely that the cruising speed, like the normal, this is the this is the speed at which the boat is most happy, is literally double the speed of our current boat. I know. I felt bad. I kept asking, like, what's the speed now? Because I, I wanted to be able to, to compare it. And so I just kept like, where are you guys at? Where's the speed? <laughs> what, what are we doing? Yeah. To give you an idea. So... Out in the boating world, we use knots. We don't use miles, you know, miles per hour. We use knots. So a boat that's going, uh, here's the funny thing, though. It's very close. Like if you're going 15 knots, you're about going 15 miles an hour. So I don't know. It's silly. Um, But we're going to use knots because otherwise people get mad. But for everyone who doesn't know anything about boating, just assume it's close to that many miles per hour. Yeah. So our current boat, our Tollycraft, is happy at around eight knots i'm happy at eight it's you know it's not bad but so if you're if you're taking a drive for example in a car up to oh. our favorite town of paulsbo i would hate to drive eight miles per yeah <laughs> yeah you'd go nuts but i like it on the water it is nice it's calm it's pleasant um but it's it's going eight miles an hour so you go 56 miles and you're i mean you're on you're just going for a while and so that, right. that's a six to eight hour trip depending on you know what the tide's doing um for this boat to be happy cruising at around 15, 15 and a half knots, uh, it feels like we're flying. Oh, the new boat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I was like, this is like fast. I felt like everyone hold on. <laughs> it's it's 15 knots, but. <laughs> right, right. Hold on, everyone. 15 miles an hour. Um, But no, it's on, on a water. I mean, on the water, you've got the waves. You've got, um, I mean, the bow is just carving the water in front of you. So you've mm-hmm. got this like rainbow of water coming off on the sides. Um, yeah, the, the hull is shaped different than ours. So watching the water, it. Yeah, it makes a different splash. Yeah, different. Um, And then uh, they wanted to do a wide open test. And so uh, this boat has a max speed of about 22, 23 knots. And um, at around, I don't know, like 3,300 RPMs or something. Um, But it flies. I mean, again, in comparison to our current boat, it flies. Right. And so on this boat, you um, pilot up in the flybridge. It's the only place because they took the helm out from down from below. Inside, yeah. So Josh and all the guys are up on, you know, up on the flybridge. And then just a couple of steps down is the aft deck. Aft deck. Mm-hmm. And that's where the girls were sitting when, when we did that. And um, so I walked down to make sure I stepped down to make sure that they, you know, this is fast. I and mean, we don't normally go that fast. 
and maybe like speed boats, you know, do, but you're sitting in seats that are meant for that and they're just sitting on some plastic chairs. Plastic chairs. And so I wanted to make sure that, you know, they were okay. And I went down and they were like, this is awesome. This is so cool. <laughs> like, our boat can't go this fast. And then Hayden's like, I think we're planing. I think this boat is planing. Like, this is so cool. They loved it. And I was like, yeah, this is fast. Were you nervous, mom? Were you protective, mom? I was. Part of the boat life that I like is that it's slow. You like the slow speed, like the slow pace. taking in everything and it just being like, you know, slow down and enjoy it. No, and I do too. Um, half the fun of going anywhere is looking at all the things as we're going by. Right. And if we're going too fast, it does take some of the fun out of it. Um, as it turns out, you don't have to make the boat go fast the whole time. And so for fuel well, he economy... Said, he said comfortable is still 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you need to get the engines up to there some I mean, of the time. It'll still be like double what we normally do. Right. We don't have to go at 15 knots the entire time. It's just part of the trip you need to just to mm. get the engines wound up. Um, but here's the here's the other thing that most non-boaters don't know, which is how much fuel these things consume. <laughs> so That was the other reason when you guys said that. I was like, well, then should we talk about a sailboat? Because wind doesn't cost anything. Yeah. So when you are on a big boat like this... Um, well, just imagine, like, okay, so you're you're a little Honda Accord. We don't have one, but if you have a little Honda Accord, you're you know you're 25, 30 miles per gallon, which is like, yeah, that's pretty fuel efficient. And then when you're driving a big motorhome, which we've done in the past, you know, we're <laughs> eight to ten miles per gallon, which just feels awful. Yeah. And then you get on a big boat like this, and then you find out that regular cruising speed gets you one and a half miles per gallon, um, which. He said a good boat is one gallon. This one gets one and a half, but he said one gallon was is like good. No, okay, so it's not it's not good. Um, it is anything that or better just means that you're not just like crying what does every our time you take boat the get? boat out. Um, like one point seven. Oh, so not much better than our than. So they're about the same, or they're not like a huge difference. No, yet. not a huge difference. These are pretty efficient engines, but. We can talk about it in those terms, but when you compare it to land living, um, there are some times where we're going to take a trip that's like... See, you talk like this, and then I'm like, sailboat, because I want to go further, and you're going to be like, that's too expensive. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just letting people know the difference between driving your car and taking a boat out. I feel just like you're the letting fuel cost me difference. know that No, this no, boat... I promise. I promise I'm not. No. So, again... Boat world, you know, going 15 knots at cruising speed or 15 miles an hour and then drinking down one and a half uh, miles per gallon. It's just different. It's it's a it's a different pace. Yeah. And even though this boat can go that fast, we save a ton of fuel costs if we slow it down. I mean, that's. Yeah. And it's you important. don't have to go that fast. The We've whole met time. people. I mean, it's important for some people to go faster. Right. And that's like. Having the option is good, too, if you need right. to out, outrun a storm or outrun some weather. Right, or there's an emergency. Right. I right. mean, it's not a huge secret that, you know, say I had an asthma attack. Right. right. I mean, right. I'm the one that usually needs the hospital as close as possible. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so other nuances about this boat as far as the driving is concerned. Um, so our current boat has cables for the throttle. So... Basically, if I if I rev it forward, 
it instantly goes forward because the cables are pulling on the engine throttle. So it's like you step on the gas pedal and suddenly you're going faster, right? Okay. It's it's directly related. When you have an electronic boat with electronic throttles, there's a slight delay, like uh, like a quarter second or a half second delay where you push it forward and the boat takes a second to know, okay, I guess it's time to move forward now. And So you don't want to push it too fast? Well, I, I didn't know any of this. I was too busy looking at curtains. <laughs> okay. Um, it's it's just a slight difference in driving behavior, in, in piloting behavior. So it's something to kind of get used to. Um, and this boat, I think we mentioned this last episode, this boat was retrofit with, with new engines mm. and new controls. And in, in 2006. In 2006. And the steering wheel, I don't know if they put in a new wheel or if they just put in new controls. In looking at the picture, that is the wheel and all the other Vikings I looked for sale. So that's the original wheel? Okay. Yeah. Um, so This is kind of hard to imagine without seeing it, but imagine holding the steering wheel and every time you turn it, if you kept your hands on the steering wheel, you hit the throttle on one of the engines. It's in the way. Yeah. So I'll probably figure out a way to make some modifications, maybe put a smaller wheel in there. Um, just small little things like that. The, the instrument panel isn't the way I would set it up. Uh, previous owners were happy with it. I might change it just to make it a little more. Yeah, I think uh, they were happy with how they modified it. And so I went, I've been looking at different Vikings for sale, like on the East Coast that would have been in the same like era. Um, and it's interesting. I was going to show you yesterday a picture because it's interesting how he changed it. Like, I think I might have kept some of how it was. It seems like it was more um, intuitive. Yeah, it yeah it's, it's not super intuitive right now. There are some right. things that definitely like, need to be changed. I mean, I and I didn't look at it because i don't watch all the gauges like because you guys were all you and the guys were back there um but i did hear you guys say like oh that's kind of in the way or that's in a weird spot yep so just little little things like little things um but the actual piloting the boat around through the water uh i had to dodge some crab pots because we were in an area where a lot of people do grabbing uh yeah there's a lot it was a lot of fun and because the top is fully enclosed that experience was different i'm used to having wind in my face and uh, wind blowing through my hair the entire time. Um, right. So with it being fully enclosed, that was a little different. I liked it. Um, there might be times where we want the wind in our hair and we just pull back some panels. Yeah. But it was nice to have the option. Yep. I had talked about enclosing ours at some point too. So. Right, right. So we brought the boat back in, uh, got it docked, and then the surveyor had a couple more things to look through. And, uh, yeah, um, the girls got hungry, so they went uh, back into the, the sales office, office, yeah, um, where they had snacks, and so they were happy. And then we stayed behind and talked to the uh, surveyor. He toured us through the boat to show us some of the inside nuances, right? So, some things that he noticed that's kind of like not like a deal breaker, but like, hey, you guys might want to know this and whether you want to fix it or leaking toilet, for example. Right, like, so do you want to fix it? Right. And these are the original toilets. Yes, Um, which means they're kind of gross. Well, and they're just dated technology. I mean, I think there's so many cool heads that we've seen that people have updated on their boats that we've looked. We've looked at a lot of boats, and they always look at the toilets. Yeah. You know, something kind of different about this toilet versus ours that we have on our current boat. So ours has a hand (laughs) pump that pulls water in from our freshwater tank and then the the toilet water does its business and then goes out to the right. to the holding tank. 
This Which I one, wanted to update ours eventually too. Yeah, yeah, because hand, hand pumping a toilet is just the grossest thing ever. Um, but this one has a motor, but instead of pulling fresh water into the toilet bowl, it pulls water from the sea. Like it actually pulls in salt water and mm-hmm. uses that as... And a lot. Like, so he showed us, he flushed the toilet and it pulls in so much yeah, water. high volume pump. I, I, was, I suppose you could have one that uses less salt, uses less water. It just pumps in less. I suppose, but I mean, one, seawater stinks, especially in a marina. Like, the water in the marina is, from time to time, like, you know, at low tide, it starts to get stinky. I mean, you'd be pulling stinky water purposely into the into boat. Into the boat, yeah. And then it was so much water with five people, we're filling the tank up really fast. And the tank on this boat, as the surveyor showed us, <laughs> A... Well, no, okay, so... First, he shows us the, like the the forward head, and so at the front, and like that's the one he flushed. That one's fine, and the oh, tank right, is right. pretty big. Then he's like, "Let me show you the aft head, which would be ours in the back." And that one, he's like, "Watch when I flush it, this one leaks a little." That's so the one that leaked, right? He flushed it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, clearly I can see seawater dripping. Like that's good. Yep. Stop." <laughs> And then uh, he I, he's like showing us different tanks all around that room. And he's like, oh, and the holding tank mm-hmm. um, is under the bed. So he, he lifts the mattress, which you can't hold and pull all these like trapdoor looking things. So I'm I scoot in and I'm holding one side of the mattress. And I'm and holding you're the other. holding like the other side of the mattress. Well, he opens it. And so he's like, OK, there's the tank. And he's like, earlier when I did this, when I flushed it, I felt like there was some like some water, water seeping out of the seeping top. Out of right. the top. He's like, I think it's full. Maybe the sensor's not working. And he's like, but I don't know if it's full. So ju- just just to put a picture in your head, there's this big white plastic tub and it has a couple a of caps tank. on the top. And what he just got done telling us is that this it's sewage tank is full. is full and leaking a little bit out the top. As he runs his fingers along the edge where the water was. <laughs> and he's verifying that it's a little wet with his bare hands. Oh, yeah. No gloves. And then he's like, well, let's, I guess we could open it and see. I'm trapped. Where I'm standing, holding the mattress over his head, I can't move. And he's opening it. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. It's okay. No, it, no, you're not. So his what? bare no. hands. As he unscrews it. Turns his big screw, lifts it up. And now, I don't have as strong of a oh sense of gosh. smell as, as anyone else on this planet. <sighs> I was dying. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> but within a, a, a hot second, oh, the smell of I'm like, warm sewage filled the entire room. <laughs> it was so bad. I can't breathe. And I'm trying to hold my nose, but I'm also, I've got two hands holding up the mattress and holding up the, the wood platform. Like, it's like he trapped us. <laughs> and like, I'm trying to like cover funny. my nose in, in my shoulder. Oh, it was. Like put the lid back on. Incredible. Um, it Turns out gross. the tank wasn't full. No. So he's like. It was like, half full. So he said I maybe under smelled, pressure. I suppose like, it only smelled half as bad as it would have if it was completely oh, full. No, it was bad. And I even told him, like, and it would make it worse as you've got, I mean, this boat's been sitting for a while. Like, that's old sewage. And besides the fact it's, like, salt water. Yeah. So I just, the combination, it was, like, dying. So first on our list, and it's a small tank. 
and there's a ton of room in that. Yeah. And under the bed. An unusually like, small. It was really small. Tank. And there's a lot of room for a bigger tank. Um, so right away on my list, a bigger tank. Yep. Which will be new. Mm-hmm. And new toilets, new heads. Yeah, I agree. Those are things that, as we're buying updated. this boat, we're going to get those updated before we bring it home. Yeah, and so those are on my list that I want done. And then he said that the shower pumps um, are like original and. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like something about those, right? Like so, what? There's different ways you can design the plumbing, the inside plumbing of a boat. And if you think about it, like if you're taking a shower, you've got a drain at the bottom of your shower, and if the shower is high enough in the boat, you can plumb the drain right out to the side of the boat, and your gray water, the shower water, just oh, right. goes overboard. But uh, in a lot of boats, the shower line, the, the floor line of the shower is lower than the water line mm-hmm. of the water you're in. And so the water won't drain out. You plumb a hole that way. You'll get, just get water into your shower. So you have to have some plumbing and some pumps. And you have a big catch basin that catches all the water. And then that water gets pumped out overboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and he opened it up. And it's a small little tiny tank uh, with a an old motor and he basically said you know the risk here and it's happened before is if things aren't exactly the way if they're not optimized or optimal or if they're not working perfectly this little tank will overflow and you'll just get shower water all over the inside of your boat right and they have switches that are close to where our kids could bump the switch that would turn off the pump right so then they could shower and it's not getting pumped out and now our boat is filling up with gross shower water yeah and i mean again we have three girls teenagers they take, we, they, they'll be training. They're going to learn they're to take gonna, shorter showers because there's not going to be enough hot water in the tank. Um, very quickly, how quickly they have to shower. Um, but anyway, he said that there's this pump he recommends. It would be better. Um, we also need like some kind of filter. And I was like, oh, yeah, we have a lot of hair in our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so making sure those things don't get like blocked or whatever. Right. So just more eye-opening for us too. like, oh, yeah. These are things we have to think about when we're living on the boat. Otherwise, he didn't show us anything. There was not a lot. No, but apparently he does a very, very detailed survey. And he was actually going to come back later that day to continue working on the survey. Yeah. And in about a week, maybe a week and a half, in theory, we should get a report, a detailed report going through all the systems, him having tested everything, showing us what the results are for everything. And uh, from there is when we get to decide, okay, is this boat in okay shape for us or are we going to come back and say well we would really right. like these things taken care of before we take possession and i'm not looking to take on a bunch of projects um right away right. because we need to live on it and especially toilets and showers like that's we've we've been through a remodel yeah, i don't want to do another bathroom remodel after the one that we're in right now yeah but all in all um i think the boat handled well i liked it uh, i had mm-hmm. fun on it um i'm continually thinking about you know what kind of things uh i'm i'm still 100 percent all for it yeah i think the aft deck is its selling point for me yeah yeah some people call um, them sun decks but right. it is um imagine just having an outdoor patio that overlooks all the water around you i mean that's right three sides of view and this one is enclosed and has a hard top yeah instead of a canvas and so it's like i kind of will claim that room probably but just for you maybe no no that's gonna be where we we sit down have coffee and run a podcast room oh probably yeah fine you can come into my room (laughs) 
you don't get a she shed on this boat. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny because I've already like decorated my head and I'm like, oh, my little plant babies can be in there with me. Uh uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, um, I think that is all the notes that I had. Do you have anything else? I don't know. You have the notes. Okay. What does it say? No, I've covered everything on it. Oh, I didn't know if you had anything else yourself. Like just since we've been talking, anything else? No. All right. So we, this week, we'll just continue you getting have rid of stuff to heal. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, we do have a buyer lined up for our current boat. Oh, yeah. And that's that's causing me some mixed feelings as well, just because I've, you know, I love our boat. I know it doesn't work for us. It doesn't have enough space, but I've really enjoyed it. And so the idea of uh, someone else buying it and doing their own life on it yeah. um, makes me a little a little sad, but um, I also don't want to own two boats at the same time again. So right. it'll, it, we've got to do this. So that's that's exciting. So we're getting the boat cleaned up. We got a bunch of our stuff off the boat. We've been uh, shining things up a little bit uh, for the buyer. He's already seen it a few times, he, so he knows what well, it is. Well, no, I was more taking off anything that was like, you know. Ours. Ours in yeah. a cupboard or something. Yeah. So I had to go through all the cupboards and right. um, take personal items off. And it's easier to do that in the boathouse, too. We're not having to make a bunch of trips out to the car with wagons. Yeah, so what I'm doing is actually putting a lot of it on the boathouse. It'll go in the next boat. Right. So I don't have to go back and forth right to the house, drop it off. Super and then the convenient. next boat, bring it back. Right. So I was thinking I'll probably go do maybe a short video this afternoon of the boathouse. So Just to give people an idea of what it really yeah, is like. Yeah, because I know we've described it. Garage was said a lot, but it's cooler than a garage. Yeah. You know, what we can also do is take a video out continuing down the dock so people can see what our view <laughs> is. We have the most amazing view from our a, marina. It a, is so beautiful. Very good view. Yeah. All right. I think that's all I've got. How many podcasts have we done about poop? This is number two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. No. I feel like we've said poop so many times. Three. I know. <laughs> out of like 11. I'm really sorry. You're all like grossed out or offended. But poop is part of life. Everyone poops. Everyone poops. (laughs) On that note, I love you, Kendra. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. If you want to check out the rest of our episodes or see the things we put on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, make sure to go to dropanchorpodcast.com and check out everything there. Uh, Special thanks again to Charlie for the music. And uh, also a quick shout out to a couple people on Twitter. Uh, The first podcast is I Understood That Reference. Uh, Look that up in your favorite podcast player. Again, it's I Understood That Reference. Uh, And the other podcast is Always On. So if you get a chance and you want to check out a couple new podcasts, um, again, I Understood That Reference is the first one and Always On is the second one. Thanks so much.